0: we do this for the people we empower people we do this for the people we embracing freedom we do this for the people we empower people we do this for the people we embracing freedom we do this for the people we create it equal talking about the subjects that'll help you be a leader it's time to use your mind instead of killing people the strongest man alive Thank it's you. time to show some pride, pride. Like your name, Vegeta. Vegeta We the people for the people Coming through your speakers We the people for the people Coming through your speakers We the people for the people Coming through
1: your speakers <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, it, it's the world It's not the United States It's not, you know It's the world we live in That was once populated by a large swath of uh, colored folks, people of hue, human. Um, it, I mean, we're under a colonization right now. That's all it is. And when you're under the rule of colonizing people, those colonizing people make the rules.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: Sad in- All right.
2: Insert colonizer yeah. joke at Mikey's expense here. You take
3: the worst time to put in your joke, Mikey.
2: Hey man, <laughs> I do. I mean, I feel like I feel like we cover such heavy things in such a in such a deep manner that sometimes you need that guy to just insert the joke, even though he's the one guy that shouldn't be making the joke because he's the only person that's not affected by the situation and he's still making the joke. Even though his brain is telling him to shut up, the liquid courage that he takes every show stops that. So, (laughs) Mikey ever does a a show sober, he's going to be boring. Just saying.
3: That you're admitting to the world that you're... uh... October. that
1: he might be slightly inebriated as his right as an American person over the age of twenty one yes he is yes I am
2: i do I yeah. do admit that all right.
1: so all right we're i'm i'm, I'm we're we're gonna insert a, a segment that I've been thinking about real quick um just because it pertains to what we were just talking about, and you know, right before we get into our gentrification. Um, because this one hits a little close to home. Uh Ramona co coworker is affected by DACA. DACA, however you want to call it. But basically uh-huh. they're threatening to deport this young man um back to Africa and it's a place he hasn't been since he was six, despite the fact that he is a college student. He has a full time job. Um and he's contributing to this country you know he's paying his taxes and doing everything that he was told to do right he was also told that if DACA thing he he would be able to step up and admit that he was here illegally and he'd be safe and now because of that he's being punished so um, I'm going to call this little segment uh, Ramona's rant and (laughs) Ramona what you got
4: I'm not sure if I like the way that that segment started um,
2: First I just of to I think to... that's a great name
4: I, I okay. would listen to that You would listen to my rant Okay <laughs> I
2: would listen to that as a show Like uh, a whole sister show Just called Ramona's Rant Sounds amazing
4: Thank you, Mikey And Mikey, just know that I'm not fool- I'm not fully 100% yet So I'm not going to stay in Rant long Because I know you wanted to get to show topic Here's my guess. thing Go ahead um, here is my thing and um I will put out my legal disclaimers. Um, sue Mikey and Sue Sheila will be the y'all need to do so. <laughs> Better yet, <laughs> she's got y'all sue Mikey. So my, um, Mikey's got
2: tickets. Oh my gosh. Mikey ain't got no money separated
4: to from we're gonna keep you separated from the wife. All right, so here is my rant. So I'm just, like, scrolling through Facebook, minding my own business, doing nothing at all. <clears throat> and please excuse me. I'm just battling the cold for a week. That's why, you know, you don't get a full rant. So I see this little post. Um, I put it in We the People, and I'm looking at this post. And I'm like, you know, the guy's talking about how, you know, his family came to America. And then through the threat of deportation and legal paperwork and things such as that, the mother ended up having to go back home. And so I'm I'm like, okay, you know, because a lot of forced situations, when you know, when you're in those type of predicaments, those things happen. So um, the child grew up in America um, perfectly the way he's supposed to, but apparently because the parents are legal or the parents were not legal and he came over as a child, then he has to go through a different process. Now, I'm not at all a person with immigration, and this actually completely opened up my my eyes to something totally different. I even made multiple suggestions to um, the founder of the show that you should do a show on this, but, you know, my request was declined. But how in the world are you going to sit – at the comments is what got me, and how ignorant we can be as – Americans, period, not white Americans, not black Americans, just Americans, period, how in the world can we be so ignorant when it comes down to certain things? So one comment that struck me in particular was this. And again, the situation is parents came over illegally. One, um, I guess the mother went back um, to her original country, but the child remained in the United States from six and grew up in the United States. Um, got a job, paid taxes, you know, living the life here. And then someone says to go back from whence you came, and when you go back to where you came from, come back and enter the country legally. How in the world are you going to enter a country? How are you going to go back to something you never knew? You don't speak the language you might have been born there, but you don't speak the language. You don't know the culture. You don't know anything else. You have a job that you have here. You're paying taxes. You have a legal license. You're doing everything else that I'm doing that I have a citizenship, quote, unquote. Um, so I have a citizenship, So, but you're going to tell me to go back from where I came from, um, which means I need to quit my job that I have. I need to give up my car payment, stop paying taxes, turn in my driver's license, um, get a passport from thin air, because I'm not even sure how you get a passport, if that's the case, and go back to the country. That makes no to me, and I went on a rampage with not only that, how, how ignorant we are when it comes to DACA, when it comes to illegal status, when it comes to immigration laws, when it comes to green cards, all that stuff. We absolutely positively have no clue the paperwork that goes into it, you can't just up and leave a country. What you want to do, take the money that you get from your job and go jump on a plane and go and leave the country only to come back and get here legally? That was the most stupidest thing that I have heard in my whole entire life. And for us to think that, that just proves, again, how ignorant we are in a situation like that. Unless you have went through any type of immigration process to come here, unless you know about the paperwork, unless you know about what it takes. Because, you know, lately since these last, what, year, two years under um, a certain administration, everybody wants to send people back from whence they came. Oh, you don't have this status, then you need to go back. It just It's not that simple. It's not that simple. And so that is my rant and rage because there's hundreds and thousands of people that's going through the DACA status. And um, oh, and I think what kicked it off was because the Trump administration said they're going to phase the DACA process out. I'm probably not even saying it right. It might be DACA. I don't know, DACA. However, um, there is an enormous amount of protocols and things that people have to go to to be able to be in this country, even though it's illegally, but they are still in a legal status. You're here illegally, but in a legal status. That's stupid, too, by the way. So that is my rant. That is my rave. Um, we need to educate ourselves before we speak and, you know, at least ask somebody, you know, go back from me, and then somebody else offered to marry him. I wonder if I marry him, will that help his status? That is stupid, too. Now, some people do it, but that was stupid. That was a stupid comment. Well, that is my rant. Does anybody have any questions for me before I go back and go suck on hot tea?
2: I don't have a question, but I have a comment. Is that okay?
4: That's, that's perfectly fine. Like, All right.
2: Just, my my thing is, especially with that situation, because I, I went through and I, I made sure that I read that article thoroughly, I feel bad for any child that is being punished for a decision that they had no part in. Like at, at the age that he was at when he entered the country, whether it was legally or illegally or whatever, at the age of six you go where your parents go and there's not anything that you can do about it.
4: There's nothing you can so, do. I wish my child yeah. would have told me that they're not going where I went. Ever. Right.
2: I mean that's 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 punishing the child for the sins of the parents and I don't I'm not with that either. Like, I don't agree with that.
4: But I highly suggest that we, the people, um, gather up some information, do some research. Do it. That needs to be a show. Because what happens when you're in that type of situation? How do you respond? Like I was just devastated. And you all know how I am about my friends and peers and things such as that. I was devastated about that. So um, my legal disclaimer now is, do not sue Mikey. I have a dog. I was about to say because yeah. we, we, was, if you, if we you, was about to have some beef. No, no we, beef tonight. We are going to squash it off the no,
2: air.
4: We are going to we're, like, we're we're like, yeah, squash it off
5: so Legal disclaimer,
4: do not sue Mikey. Um, I have a dog. If you all would like to have my dog, you can have two dogs. You can have both of the dogs as my punishment. Please, please take the dog. Please. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening to my rant. And now I'm so excited to hear about the topic for the show tonight. Thank you, guys.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was um, so,
2: that was the longest news segment I think we've ever had.
1: That was it was just it, there was a lot it of stuff that work. you know that was quite bothersome this week. Okay. Okay. that's
0: true
1: um, so we're going to pop into gentrification real quick um, I just want to play something that's a, from one of my favorite uh, favorite movies in the world um, by a man that you know had my mom listen to my advice would be my father even though he was a fictitious character Mr. Furious uh, Styles. Um, so, here we go.
0: Watch y'all take a look at that sign up there. See what it says? Cash for your home. You know what that is? Billboard. Bill Bill what are y'all, Amos and Andy? Are you stepping and he's fetching? I'm talking about the message, what it stands for. It's called gentrification. What happens when the property value of a certain area is brought down? Huh? You listening? Yeah. To bring the property value down. They can buy the land at a lower price. Then they move all the people out, raise the property value, and sell it at a profit. Now, what we need to do is we need to keep everything in our neighborhood, everything, black. Black owned with black money. Just like the Jews, the Italians, the Mexicans, and the Koreans do. Ain't nobody from outside bringing down the property value it's these
2: folks
0: shooting each other and selling that crack rock and shit well how you think the crack rock gets into the country we don't own any planes we don't own no ships we are not the people who are flying and floating that shit in here i know every time you turn on the tv that's what you see black people selling the rock pushing the rock pushing the rock yeah i know but that wasn't a problem as long as it was here wasn't a problem until it was in Iowa, and it showed up on Wall Street where there are hardly any black people. Now, if you want to talk about uh, guns, why is it that there's a gun shop on almost every corner in this community? Why? Tell you why. For the same reason that there's a liquor store on almost every corner in the black community. Why? They want us to kill ourselves. You go out to Beverly Hills, you don't see that shit, but they want us to kill ourselves. Yeah, the best way you can destroy a people, you take away their ability to reproduce themselves. Yeah. Who is it that's dying out here on these streets every night? Y'all, yeah. young brothers like yourselves. What am I supposed to do? Full roll up, try to smoke me? I'm gonna shoot the motherfucker if he don't kill me first. You're doing exactly what they want you to do. You have to think, young brother, about your future.
1: All right. Welcome back. Once again, that was uh, Mr. Furious Styles from the movie Boys in the Hood. And before we uh, jump into our segment on gentrification, we actually have a caller that wants to comment on the previous segment. So hold on just a second. Caller, you're
6: on live with We the People. How can we uh, help you out of Missouri? Yeah, this is Pianki. How are you doing? I was going to make a, a couple of comments. And, uh, you know, you was talking earlier about uh, terrorists, and you was trying to apply what you thought should be, people think this should be a proper terminology and definition of terrorists. But actually, here's the thing. Any organization can label whoever, a group, as a terrorist if they so wish. You know, the ADL and Southern Poverty Law Center does it all the time. But to prosecute someone, that definition has to come from the U.S. State Department, uh, by way of the DOJ, and they have a list of who they have claimed to be terrorist organizations or terrorist individuals. So that's where that that that's where that finally ends up at. And uh, you know the lady that made mention of DACA. If a child is brought here, to this country by whatever means They still are alien, And they have laws to deal with aliens And uh, they Should be uh, Prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law You're in the United States Illegal You're alien then you have to go And I don't think any United States Citizen should have to stand behind Either illegals illegal. Aliens Nor uh, and Nor are refugees I know cases where American citizens have married foreign spouse, and their cases is tangled up in midst of these cases that's going on with these people that's in the country uh, they're aliens, so I think they should uh you know I think that that should be handled with correctly right? the way this administration is trying to do.
2: So can I ask you a question then?
6: Sure you can.
2: Yeah, um so um I mean let let's take the citizenship argue out of it. Let's say that um say that a um a parent and a child are in a place together and the parent commits a crime. Should the child be held accountable for that crime?
6: Should a child be held accountable for the, of a crime? No, a child is, is a child. The parents have, uh, should we say, jurisdiction over the child until a child becomes okay. grown. That's the way it is in the United States, uh, the innocence right. of but, a child. But there are cases when child do a uh, child, what we call a child, can be convicted as an adult and tried to right. put to death. Well, I don't know if I put so to much? death, but it could be.
2: So then, in my situation and let me let me provide a little bit of clarification. Say that you have a parent and a child together, and the parent has the child with them, and they rob a bank, but the child is with them when the primary, when the parent commits the child i mean commits the crime I'm sorry, so should the child be held accountable for being with the parent when the parent committed the crime of robbing the bank
6: normally, a United States citizen that child is. Would not have to be Punished with The parent, their child But if they're illegal They don't have that protection They should be sent back where they came from
2: Right, so then then My question to you is If the parent is committing the the crime Of coming to this country illegally And The child has no say In that process Because they are a child How is it right to hold the child accountable for the crime that the parent committed when they had no choice in the matter.
6: And well I because think that's the, the child is argument that a
2: lot of people are making.
6: Yeah, the child is still here illegally, no matter what the circumstances, or if they grow up to become twenty years old, they're still here in that particular status. Oh, uh, there's a lot of that that go on. You know, I would they're like for our president course, to though. have I would like for our president to have much leeway we dealing with those instances as the president of Mexico. The president of Mexico can expel a illegal at a whim without due process. Here, our courts are tied up because for some reason or another, uh, they give these individuals due process. I think if they want due process, I send them on the other side. And I'm not just talking about the Southern Board. I'm talking about Europe too, Canada, wherever he's coming from. Uh, they just expelled 7,000 Ghanaians from West Africa. They was here illegal. But uh, if they want to have due process, uh, send them back where they came from and let them apply for it at the embassy there in uh, their country. Not tie up American uh, courts where American citizens have to pay for that.
5: Yes and no, because... I mean, you can – I mean, I was – I don't know if, I, if this was on this show. I can't even remember right now. But, um, like, why would you send somebody – like, okay, so like uh, Mikey was saying, like these kids that are, you know, that are brought over here, that they are completely innocent. So you mean to tell me, let's say, you know, this child is now 16 or something like that. You want to send the 16-year-old back to their country that they came from and so that they, now they can go through this due process? No, like they're already here. Let like what's the problem? Are they committing crimes? Are they, you know, like I, I get it what you're saying, but if these people are just, you know, like your stand up citizens, you know, like working hard or whatever the case is, why are they supposed them to that be working at all? They got all. here illegally. Okay, so yeah, you were not supposed to be working, working, not working at all. Just be here, not helping. These are probably the same people that are helping you build your house, that are helping you landscape well, your if, lawn. And well,
6: really not me. I built my own house. But the thing is, is that <laughs> you, you have I'm illegal. In general.
5: In general.
6: Yeah, well, but they still here illegally. That does not change their status. So if a person commit a murder, and I remember the uh, series called the Fugitive they used to be, like, and uh, and they are able to stay on the land for twenty, thirty years, they still have to face that crime that they committed. And be punished for it And you know it has been court decisions That have been made on the 14th amendment Whether or not the 14th amendment Applied to Illegals or should we say Aliens 14th amendment applied At that time to consequent The Dred Scott case But uh, no I think they should go and If you want to enter the United States Enter the United States correctly Like you would any other country When I travel I have to get a visa. I can't even get on a a commercial airliner without a visa of of where the country I'm going to, because that airliner will be responsible for bringing me back to the U.S. Uh, That country that I landed in, they're not going to pay for it. Mm -hmm.
2: Anybody? No. Well, I mean, I get get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what I get what he's saying. But at the same time, and and this is just my opinion, I don't feel like mm-hmm. the children that are being forced to go back to a country where they don't remember or weren't from should be punished for a mistake that their parents made. That'd be like if I commit a crime punishing my kids for it. Like, that's just not right. I mean, at some point, I mean, I do. I completely understand what you're saying. You're saying they're not here legally. And I, I get that. They're not, but that's still not a choice that they made. Well,
6: let me ask so. you a question. Would not that child be better off back with his relatives? And the excuses that they give that they're fleeing those countries. The United States give hundreds of millions of dollars to these countries. Nicaragua, uh, some of uh, some people came here from Nicaragua on, uh, as a result of an earthquake. They was here temporary. Haiti, because of the earthquake, here temporary. Not permanently uh United States give Nicaragua Guatemala uh hundreds of millions of dollars big fight is crime they set up uh facilities agencies in order to fight crime and yet still you got still got people fleeing there by the numbers that they have and why come they don't stop off in Mexico they're more close they speak the same language have the same cuisine and anyway if that child that parent who sh- demonstrates some uh un- not demonstrating accountability that child of uh, with being with a parent that's demonstrating that kind of accountability, maybe that child shouldn't be with that parent anyway. You know, here in the United States, if you have parents that demonstrate uh quote unquote, some ratchet behavior, uh, behavior that's detrimental to the child, the child is uh, taken away and put up for, uh, you know, uh, some sort of program. So it's best for that child, I think to be back with his relatives. Surely the mother's got sisters, aunts, uncles. Send it back with his relatives.
1: Well, yeah, we don't all agree, but we do appreciate you calling in. Thank you once again. Absolutely.
2: All right, thank you. You're welcome, man. Have a great night.
1: You know, as Ramona Schnehu endlessly texted me, he said, uh, why we probably need to do a show on this because apparently. I mean, you
2: know, that's that's the great you know. thing that I think about this show too, though. Like, the point of this show is not for everyone to agree with each other. So I don't I don't mind that he called in, and like he's entitled to his opinion, and I'm not going to talk bad about him on air. I'm not going to talk bad about him in public. <laughs> but that's the point of this show: is to open right. a dialogue. If that's how he truly feels about the situation. <laughs> Then absolutely, but that doesn't mean that I'm not entitled to my opinion too. As long as we no, not at all civil, and open the dialogue. That's the point of the show. Correct. So thank you, you know, like thank J- you, caller.
1: He's sending a, uh, he in a uh, message saying, uh, you know, basically just you know, give him the gist of it. Just remember that all all laws aren't just at one point in time. Slavery was a law. And it wasn't a just thing to do. So, you know, yeah. just because it's, it's legal or whatever doesn't mean that it's right. Um, and, and he also cool. said that the United States, the uh, first world country with first world opportunities, if there was a, if it was better to be there, they wouldn't be here. So, um, you know, it is what it is. And like I said, we'll, we'll do an entire show on it. Um, because <laughs> we, we've got this one, and, and, and we've meandered and, and wandered off, and you know, matriculated a little bit away from our topic. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. So, right. Uh, with that being said, um, we're supposed to be discussing the gentrification of the inner city. So, uh, that's what our basically, topic was tonight. That's what the topic actually was tonight. So, you know, I guess we'll just give it a quick brushing. Um, But uh, gentrification, the dictionary definition of it is the process of renovating and improving a house or district so that it conforms to a middle-class taste. The process of making a person or activity more refined or polite. That's the dictionary definition. What gentrification is doing is... If you go back into the 1950s and 60s when redlining was huge, um, redlining took it and made it so that black folks couldn't get houses and everything um, in basically the suburbs at a time when everybody was moving to the suburbs, the suburban expansion was on. Um, so they got locked into a section of the city now known as the inner city. Um, And what what this gentrification is doing of the inner city is it's basically going back and reclaiming that area by house by house, brick by brick, store by store, and causing those neighborhoods to be at a place to where the people who are there by force, because that's what it was, they were there by force because they were forced in, to no longer to be able to afford it and they're being moved out um, and basically it's being repopulated by millennials because it's a bunch of kids wanting to be downtown, you know, near all the pop, you know, the popular bars and um, all the things that do that are coming to the downtown areas, the coffee shops, the, you know, the, the whole foods and the, the Starbucks and all these other little things that are just popping up down um, and basically forcing those people out, the question is forcing them out to where. You know, you, you they can't go out into the suburbs. Now they can't be in the inner city, so you know, where is it forcing to? So it's just it's creating a problem on a large scale in a in the majority of the of, of cities. It's not just great big cities. We're here in Little Macon, Georgia. And we're watching it happen to our downtown as Mercer University expands uh-huh. into the downtown M- Macon, and all these mm, college kids that. are moving down there. Yeah. And they are pushing. I noticed
5: that the other day I drove through there. And I was like, this is so different. Like, it's all these lofts and new apartment complexes.
2: Yep. Well, not only that, you know, too, but Mercer is, um, they're buying up all the little, I mean, I know that we're being super localized. But they're buying up all of the little row houses, too, that are right near campus, and they're turning hmm. them into, like, a little, like, it, it's almost like a dormitory. It's, it's They're renting the houses out. If they're not turning them into, like, something for the campus, then even even the the nice old school houses are being bought up by the college, and they're renovating them and keeping them as they were, but then... They're they're renting them out to the college students too. So it's not just about the loss and stuff there. And and really, what it boils down to, and uh, the point that Anthony already made was, they're driving up the property values on the houses so much that the people that may already own their stuff, they can't afford the property taxes because the value's gone up so high. Wow.
1: So they're still yeah. being forced out. Well, and it's not just, you know, we don't want to just localize it. So, you know, me being from Michigan right. originally, yeah. when I went up to Detroit, um, Dan Gilbert, who owns Quicken Loans and the Cleveland Cavaliers and stuff, has made a push to get people to move or his employees to move into downtown Detroit as they revitalize the areas, which is what they call it, because then they're going to call it gentrification, is to revitalize the downtown. But he owns over 90 buildings downtown. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, you know, he's remaking stuff and giving them lower costs to, to move in and live there, and, and they're taking over Midtown and Greektown and all these different little places around there. As all the sports teams have now moved downtown, you know, when they do stuff like that and put all those arenas and everything, it's going to make it too expensive for the people that did live there to,
2: to afford
1: anything because... I don't care if you own your house, like Mikey said if even if you own your house, if you can't pay property taxes, they're gonna come for your stuff. you don't mhm so you know it, it it's 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 systematic it's systemic it's it's a common thing you know that just keeps happening um and it's in it's in all these cities um And it's not even so much that it's happening, but it's like, what do you do about it? Because this is going to happen, you know, but where are these, hell, we were just talking about refugees. Where are these displaced people who are now essentially refugees from our economy going to go? What do you, what happens? Are you funneling them into a new area? So. Of course.
2: I mean you send them you send them somewhere else that's even worse than where they were until you decide that that area needs to be revitalized air quotes and and then you just you keep you keep pushing them like that's that's the we make the joke all the time about colonizers and I'm the butt of that joke 9 times out of 10 but like that's still the mentality that we have like that that's what's still happening is we're not just like I say we the collective we in this country right now are going into these areas that we think are are nice or chic or trendy or whatever it is that people think about things now. And we're like, Oh man, we really like that. Let's, let's, let's go there. And then just sort of take over. It's still colonization. It's just, just because you're in the same country doesn't mean that you can't colonize somewhere else. And that's what's happening. And I think, I think Mm. you hit the nail on the head earlier. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a black white thing. It's, Totally a generational thing. It's and I like we've talked bad about, about millennials, but they like they want to be hip, they want to be cool, they want to be where everything is happening. And like you said, unfortunately right now most of the stuff is happening in the inner city that they want and they like. So I mean they're they're moving in and taking over. It's colonization. Modern colonization is all it is.
5: Mm. True.
3: Living so fast, so like so. when you just a few years ago, it wasn't like that, and now like it's a huge movement. It's, oh, it's everywhere, too, though, because I used to live long, in Birmingham.
5: So. Yeah, I used to live. Well, yeah, I lived in Birmingham for like almost two years, and like when I lived there, everybody was like, "Oh my God, you're moving to Birmingham? It's so ghetto and so wretched and all this stuff." And like I moved out there, and I lived in Hoover. Hoover, excuse me. Um, which is, like, the uppity kind of side of town or whatever, a side of Birmingham. Essentially it's not Birmingham, but anyway, um, a suburb of Birmingham. And when I got out there, I mean, yeah, there's some places that are, you know, that aren't so great, but if you go downtown Birmingham, it's it's just like Atlanta. Like, it's a mini Atlanta. Like, you have your downtown, you have your midtown. Again, it's mini. It's not quite as big as Atlanta, of course, but, it, I mean, you have that, you have there. you have the baseball field out there now. And then around the baseball field, now you have like two or three breweries over there you have like all these other mm-hmm. like super nice little restaurants that are out and you have these lofts and these apartment complexes and like, it's expensive to live downtown Birmingham. It's like Atlanta as far as price goes. Cause, I mean, it's just as expensive. So yeah, it's definitely happening everywhere. That's for sure.
1: Well, one of the biggest examples also is if you look at Harlem, you know, home of the black renaissance and everything, Harlem now has a whole food. Pretty much what? once you once you have a whole foods there, you're, you it's done. It's over the the move is complete. <laughs> so, you know, you you would have never thought that Harlem would have a whole foods.
5: Right. so it's
1: happening in all these different places and and, and everybody always thinks it's just the big cities but it's not you know it's the smaller cities the bigger cities it's everywhere I don't care what your town is as far as size wise Um, the population of basically I wouldn't even say it's not even the baby boomers you know because we're technically the baby
6: boomers
1: it's it's the millennials. They are moving. They're drifting. You know, and, and they're building it. And and old saying goes, if you build it, they will come. So they're they're putting all the little bars and stuff in the microbreweries and all these different things in these towns. Um, and it's it's been going on for a long time. It's just been a methodical thing. Uh, it, it's, right. it's difficult.
3: It's like, is Um, there even a way to stop it? No. Nah. Or no. There isn't. I mean,
2: I guess guess that depends on, like, in a situation like he was talking about earlier, to where you have the CEO of this huge company that's going in and, and buying the place out. I mean, the only way to stop it is to have more money than them, and you're not going to. Like, there's really... Because they're either going to buy you out or they're going to force you out. One way or the other, eventually they're going to get what they want. Mm-hmm.
3: All right.
2: But um, we have another caller. Um, hold, hold tight, guys. Let's see what what our our new caller has to say.
1: All right. Caller, so, you're, uh, honestly, you're
4: on there with We the People. Thank you so much. I honestly believe when you talk about gentrification and things such as that, you know, um, I and this is Ramona Shanae again. Um, so I honestly think <laughs> that the whole thing that's going on with Flint is a gentrification process. And I might be too conspiracy theor- theoried with that, if that's the proper terminology with it. But, I mean, if you think, it's been three, four years that we know of of the whole Flint water crisis. And no matter how many people have went in to try to help, they don't want to help. I mean, not the people, but the government that's there, they don't want to help. So what do the people have to do? They're telling them to move out. They're raising the water bills, like, to $2,000. I think so one of the ladies had a $2,000 water bill for one month for unclean water. And then that's the question, where is all that water going? But they've hyped up the prices, so bad. The people are still using water bottles. And the best thing that they can say, oh, if you don't want your children to have lead poisoning or to um, have mutating genes, then um, let's go ahead and keep everything the same and move them out. You all need to move from your home places, the places you grew up, and move out. I think that's, that's the whole, that's my conspiracy theory. I'm sticking to it. But I believe that's the whole part of it. I mean, it's simple. We can build walls, quote, unquote. We can do all this extra stuff. Um, one of the gentlemen talks about the millions of dollars in aid that we provide for other countries. Yes, we still need to do that as well, but how come we can't take care of home as well? Why is Flint water still an issue? And I believe mm-hmm. it's all because of gentrification. Thank you all for accepting that's the call what, again for the third time.
1: <laughs> that's what uh, Plain Jane was making that point as well because of the Michael Moore um, movie and everything, you know, Roger and Mew, about when uh, General Motors pulled out of Flint and just completely collapsed their economy, and so it started back then, you know, you figure your main provider of jobs and everything, you, you know, the sustainer of everything just pulls itself out, then you're going to create a vacuum. You know, around here, apparently, right before we moved here, it was a uh, Reynolds- the, or is, is that it, the, the tobacco folks? And they pulled out of here and just sucked the life out of the place. So, you know, and that's when it all started. And then next thing you know, everything else started um, as far as, you know, the, the redevelopment of the downtown area. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it, it's, Again, it's deep, it's systematic, it's systemic, and follow the money because that's what it's all about because somebody's getting paid. Somebody's getting crazy paid off of this because you figure the property values are going down. So they're buying, they're waiting until the property values go way down and catching it when everything craps out and then building it up. And now, you know, you've got the best piece of property. because that, that, that's what the thing is, is, you know, Seattle was um, guilty of it also, but the places where they forced the people to eventually became prime real, real estate. So your inner city is mm-hmm. actually prime real estate, you know. You have all your buses, your trains, everything else like that all downtown, you know, all the things to do and everything. That's the reason why these kids are trying to get there is because there's just so much there. You don't have to have a car. You got Uber. That can take you from place to place now. Uber is a part of gentr- gentrification. Truthfully, you know, you have all this stuff in one small place, and it's a hotbed now. You know, It went from a place where nobody wanted to be, so the kids could grow up on their lawns and stuff and be out there to where now these kids are older, they want to get away from their parents, and they want something to do. Well, everything to do is down there. Once there's something mm-hmm. to do, everybody's going to move it down there, and there's going to be everything to do. Well, so it's just an age gap separation now.
2: Let's take it back a little bit though because you keep saying that um the push <laughs> to the suburbs uh, bless, you. bless you. The the push to the the Thanks. suburbs was recent. Like before Ooh. the automobile became popular, most people did live in the city if they I mean unless they yeah. worked their, their land their land or, or whatever or, or homesteading or whatever you want to call it. But until the automobile Yeah, especially the,
1: the suburbs of fifty or sixties, that's what I'm saying.
2: It's Yeah. It's
1: a so relatively I mean, re- recent. It's,
2: it's it's pretty much returning to the way the country used to be. And God I hate saying phrases like that because I don't believe in make America great again and no, back to the sorry. good old days because oh America my gosh. Ready. No, I'm not <laughs> gonna say that. Oh my gosh, no, I'm not saying that. But I mean it's so I mean at at some point, you actually have to applaud the people that that want to be back there to where i mean it's it's awful that they're that it's pushing that is displacing people, but it's sort of back to the way things used to be like you were where where things were like you you live near where you worked and if i mean does that make sense like I feel like I'm rambling now. But it's sort of a not not a revitalization, I'm trying to think of the right word, but it's it's returning to, to the way things were before before it was get out as far away from people as you can. Which before let me my, just go ahead okay. and Okay, first of all, no, that is not what I was gonna say, plain Jane. Oh my gosh, please don't take it there. Mikey Mikey will never be part of gentrification of the inner city. And I'll tell you why, for the most part, like he doesn't like people. Like it's nothing against people. (laughs) Like if, if I could live out in the middle of a hundred acres and no one know that I live there, like, that's like the perfect life for me. Like I want to be where no one's at. I don't want anybody to bother me. I'm not a, I'm not a crazy wacko cult guy that wants a compound or anything. But, like, that's well, where did I Did you just go anti-Ariel
1: right? from uh, Little Mermaid? You know, she's always like, I want to be where the people are. You're like, I want to be where the people are. Yeah, I,
2: yeah, I want to be where the people are. I don't want to see not nobody ever. <laughs> oh, man, going to really be a great song. Be oh, man, I'm, I'm totally doing that whole song. We're going to have our guy hook it up for me. It's going to be great. Um, but, no, I mean, like, I, I like peace. I like solitude. That's why Mikey's not a beach guy. Like, I'd rather be in the mountains because chances are nobody else is. Like, that's just, so, I mean, it, but it does, I do see the validity of the point of trying to be where everything is. And if that just so happens to be in the inner city, because that is where most of the stuff happens, I'm told. I mean, I don't know. I don't do stuff. Mikey's boring. Like I don't do things, I don't go places, I just don't. Sorry. Maybe it's the kids. Maybe it's just I'm a, I'm boring. But hey, I, I do see the validity to it. Doesn't make it right.
1: Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing, but there's something wrong with what they're doing.
2: It's not. It's not even. Right. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing, but it's how it's taking place. Like right. if you want to move to the inner city, that's great. Don't kick anybody out of the inner city to do it, and that's what's happening. That's what makes it wrong.
1: Well, not the fact. No, that no, no. What made it wrong out. was is the fact that they let it get bad first. That's the bad part. It's not that they want to move downtown.
2: Yeah.
1: That I, I don't blame the kids. I blame the people who let it go to hell first on purpose. Mm. In order for you for it to happen, you have to have a depreciation of the property value first. So. You know, growing up in, in, in cities and stuff like that, remember, most cities were food deserts. There were no grocery yeah. stores, nothing. They sucked everything the hell out of the inner city and moved them all out into the suburbs. You created a, a, a mm-hmm. thing for crime. You created all this stuff to where, you know, you'd end up with dilapidated neighborhoods and abandoned buildings because people didn't want to be there. And slowly but surely, just like they did, you know, they're trying to do with Flint. People left. People started moving out because nobody wants to be in an inhumane condition. It, it, it's crazy as hell that you'll give, you know, humane conditions to animals and worry about their conditions, but won't do it for people. So, that's true. over time, people have left, and you purposely did that because you knew that once they were gone, this was prime real estate for younger people. And you started popping these little places in there. You know, you started putting these bars and these clubs and everything else. So now the people want to come and party. So you increase the police presence so they can come and party. Well, now it's like, eh, you know, Johnny, Jerome, Tyrone, you know, Mickey, Mikey, Michelle, whoever. is like, well, I don't want to live that far away from here because it sucks to have to travel here all the time. I'm drunk. Oh, guess what we'll do? We'll throw a loft or an apartment building or something nearby. Well, once you do that and you have people living by, now we need to throw a coffee shop and we need to do this and this and this. All the stuff started coming back to the city that people have wanted forever that they pulled out of the city because all those businesses followed the white people to the suburbs.
5: Mm.
1: That's the messed up part. I don't blame these I kids could. for what they're doing. The kids want to be where the action is. That's what they want to do. When I was younger, I wanted to be where the action is. Now that I got older, I turned into a grumpy old hermit who wants to be in the mountains with Mikey. Hey,
3: don't,
4: don't you...
2: Okay, first of all, rude. You have to take it that far. And second of all, I didn't say that he could come to the mountains with me. The mountains are mine. You need to find somewhere else, sir. <laughs> not, not,
1: but basically and... away from people.
2: Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm cool fine. as
1: long as there's not folks. That's right. So it's messed up the way they went about it. What's actually happened, I don't blame the kids. The kids aren't building the places. The kids didn't do it originally. They're just following what they, where they want to be at, where the action's happening.
2: So, you know, where their know, jobs what... are nearby
1: and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
2: So my question is, you know, because you know me, like I I do occasionally don the tenfold hat. So do you you think then that this was something that was systematic and planned so far in advance that they knew like 25, 30 years ago that if we run these people out that we can buy out their property for next to nothing and then flip it? Of course. Do you think they're playing? Yeah. Do you think they're playing the long game that far? Like, I mean, because that's a like yeah. that's a long con, really, is what it is. That's the long con. Like, you're Okay, you're so you going ever heard out. of old money before? If, well, if you remember yeah, I mean, things are cyclical. That's so. Yeah,
1: I guess old money knows that things are cyclical. They're handed down from generation to generation. Things like property and stuff like that that we don't have, you know, are handed down from generation to generation. Of course they know, okay. because it's happened before. Like you said, people were in the city before. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, question. People, people suck. That's that's not a question. That's just a comment. People suck as a whole. What? Sorry, no. I mean, it just it makes it makes me lose faith in humanity when when we talk about stuff like that to to when it's planned that far in advance. Like, it just makes me yeah. Like, there's no other way to say it. I lose faith in humanity that most people are just they're just awful. Like, they just suck.
1: Puerto Sorry. Rico is suffering like hell right now. How far in advance was that planned that you were hoping something like this happened because it's a great resort place, but your problem was that you had all these people who actually lived there.
2: Uh, I'm hey, glad guys. they finally fine-tuned the weather machine to take them out. Then I guess because you know that's how it happened.
3: hmm
2: Yeah, I mean that's an, that's another show too. But I mean, like that, you 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 don't have that perfect of a storm hit them that perfectly. Like, even even in a casino, you don't have odds that good. Like, that's just, yeah.
5: Thanks so, like, China's earthquake
3: bounce back better than the hurricane that hit Puerto Rico. You know what I'm saying? I mean,
2: to, to destroy 90% of the island, I mean, yeah.
1: And, and it's not even that the storm destroyed the island.
2: That's fine. It
1: happens. It's the fact that you're it's doing absolutely nothing it. right.
2: It's the response to that.
3: Isn't you that know, what it,
1: happened to Right. Really? It could have been, right. it could have been a, okay, no let's take the weather machine out of it. It's once this happens, we're going to do nothing. And that's always been your plan.
2: Yeah. I mean, we're good at doing nothing unless it benefits us.
3: Which it will. And the then once run. it
1: benefits right, then they're going to rush in and they're yeah. going to fix everything.
3: Someone said like <laughs> the movie Geostorm. I don't
1: know if y'all that.
5: I haven't seen it yet. But it's just, it's just like it's all those movies that are like that. The Day After Tomorrow. All those movies.
2: Yep.
5: Oh, A little foreshadow all for the, you.
2: All those Hollywood precursors. Right. Always. I'm
5: just like, oh, look, and when I think about stuff like that, then I start thinking about Hunger Games and Divergent, like, bruh. And all of
2: them, all how those,
5: yeah, all of the movies, basically what happened is this country, which is America or whatever country they're on, gets, like, nuclear attacks. Somehow these people survived the radiation, and now this is how, this is, this is what's left over. I'm not feeling it's it. Hopefully that doesn't
2: happen.
5: <laughs> Don't say that. You know,
2: you know what? I still need
5: right. to
2: sleep tonight. You know, you know, you know what movie? I'm ready to just go ahead and be true. Yeah, I'm sure Anthony could guess, and he's gonna laugh when I say it. I'm about ready for the purge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah.
2: Like, I mean, if if you believe that Hollywood is a precursor, then eventually. It's it's just it's like those happen. other movies. I mean, it's it's gonna happen, like or something similar to it.
1: I've got some toes to collect, so you know, never they're ready.
3: <laughs> oh, you have do have time. toes to collect. Go ahead. Okay, for the third time. All right. The floor is So, um, thank you, thank you.
2: You may speak. So, um,
3: oh my God, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Mikey. I was clapping. So, um, okay. So I was talking to my brother about this, and as we were going through uh, Fort Hawkins or whatever it's called in Macon, I don't, I think it's what it's called. And we were going through a certain neighborhood, and I was just telling him, I was like, John, all these old houses that are like, you could see that they were like beautiful way back in the day when there was I guess certain people lived there and they kept everything up and it was just amazing. I was like now it's all run down of course and there's you know, either the crack houses or, you know, abandoned and no one wants to live in them. So now that, you know, there's that sign that's up in the middle of like I guess the hood where they are. It says something about like uh Fort Hawking, the uh, I guess the true history of making or something like that. I was thinking like, is there a way? For someone to come up, even though it's already gentrified and stuff like that, is there a way for someone to come along and buy it back and help put the people back into the neighborhood that have lost their homes from it
2: when they were gentrified? Here's the answer to that. You'd have to have a Robin Hood and enough money. Yeah. And even then, like, once they get them back in there, it, it's going to come back down to the property taxes because, I mean, like I said, even Correct. if the houses are bought and paid for, you've still got to pay the government its fair share just to live there, Like, which is so jacked mm-hmm. up with this country anyway. But it, it's like w- even if you own your house, it's never really yours Correct.
1: because
6: you still have you, to pay the government
2: it? for it. Yes.
1: It, it doesn't matter. To pay you have the, to the property for
2: tax. the land. Yeah. And, and so so a little bit about how property taxes work, and this is going to be super boring, and I'm sorry for all you listeners out there that understand how it works. So when you buy a piece of land, you have to pay property taxes on it. Then anything that you do to improve that land increases the value of the land, which increases the property tax of the land. Not only that, but you have – if your neighbor does the same thing, so let's say you buy a lot out in the middle of nowhere. You buy just an empty lot. It's just your, your property taxes are probably going to be really low because it's just the land then you build a house on it Well, your property taxes are going to go up because you've improved the value of that land so the government's going to take a bigger piece of the pie now the lot to the right of you gets bought property taxes are going to go up just a little bit even without a house on it just because someone else lives out there now then if they build a house on it your property taxes are going to go up even higher even though you haven't done anything to your land but because the area around you is improving then if the lot to the left of you they buy it up it's going to just keep going up it's like a domino effect it just keeps going up and up and up and then god forbid a small business moves out near you too cuz your property taxes are going to go up because now you're in an up and coming area where everybody wants to be and the government's mm-hmm. like give me that money it's is we always say it's all about the money but that's what it is like the government is always standing there with with their hand out like is I know y'all have seen the meme floating around Facebook right now about taxes. Why are you always wearing the mask? Y'all seen that little cartoon floating out there?
5: No. The, there's,
2: like, there's like two little stick figure guys, and they're standing there, and one of them is, is, says taxes, and he's wearing a mask over his face. And the, the other one goes, taxes, why are you always wearing that mask? Because when he lifts up the mask, underneath it, it says theft. Mm-hmm. Uh. Wow, true as <laughs> Right, yep. I, mean, I mean it is what it is. Like we're the greatest country in the world and don't you dare say anything different.
3: Just saying. So there's, there's no way to fight that though, like I I don't know. I guess I'm trying to like I guess you can give you can them be a a home, part of the government.
1: But if they're on a fixed income they're not going to be able to afford the property taxes, along with right. the rest of their bills and everything else. They're going to get hit with because remember, your utilities and everything are going to go up as well.
2: Yep, everything. Not only that, but let's say, um, let's um. Now, I, I hate that we've turned this into bashing the government, but I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna stand on my soapbox for a minute. No, you um, don't. I don't. I don't hate it. I I mean, I do, and I don't. But So so let's look at it this way. We're talking about fixed incomes, which typically means the elderly, right? So let's say that you have a relative that owns a home, but something happens to the relative and they get put in a nursing home because they can no longer take care of themselves. So if they're on, um, which one is it? Is it Medicare or Medicaid that, that deals with, Medicaid. with the elderly? So if they're on Medicaid and they get put in a nursing home, if If they stay in that nursing home too long, when that and most elderly, when they go in the nursing home, it's for life. So even though that person owns property somewhere else and they're in a nursing home, when that person passes, the government's going to take the home. The relatives aren't entitled to that because Hmm. Medicaid's been paying out for so long and been paying for them to live in that nursing home that as soon as that person passes – their property is going to be seized by the government to be sold off to recoup some of their quote losses that they had on that individual. It doesn't yep. go to the family. Crap. So when we so when we talk about the government like <laughs> literally stealing from the citizens, that's that's what they're doing and it it does it it loops back to gentrification because a lot of these inner city houses that these people are living in, they're I mean it's the older population that is still living in them. So if something happens, right. then, then the government's taking their homes from them and from their family. And you talk about not being able to pass land on. You can't if the government keeps stealing it back from its citizens every time you turn around. Yeah. So how do you pass on that legacy? Because the law states now that in order for the family to retain the property, someone has to – a family member has to have lived in the property and have proof established that they have lived in the property – up to five years prior to the person passing. That's the only way the family can retain the property.
3: Well, only way. By someone living in that house while she, that person's in the nursing home? Right. So yep. let's say, but yeah,
2: so so if, if the member's in the nursing home and a family member chooses to move in, they could have lived there for three years and then something happened and the government's still going to show up and seize the property even though that person's been living there for three years. It's a minimum of five years now, or the government is going wow. to just come and take your
3: stuff. What the crap! Yeah. I'm never, I'm never putting my father in a nursing home. Look well, if you, you do, make woman. sure that
2: you that you live there in his house for at least five years beforehand. Just so, don't move out and have, yeah, and just have it established.
5: <laughs> 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 we'll live there forever. You won't mind.
2: Yeah. You just never, ever, ever move ever.
5: But I have that way, you can just hire a nurse and then have them, you know, take care of him for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for for a lot of people though, that's not an option because I'm speaking from personal experience. My family's gone through this before. Hiring a nurse to even come out one or two days a week is ridiculously expensive, and a lot of times Medicaid won't or Medicare won't cover it. Like, or they'll cover one visit a week. So if you have a person that's like wheelchair-bound that can't get up on their own, then that's not a viable option. You would have to have a live-in 24-7, and on a fixed income, that's not going to happen. It can't. Otherwise, the family members are going to kill themselves Mm -hmm. by going there every week or every day of Mm -hmm. every week to try and help take care of someone in 10 minutes, and you just can't do it. So, but, oh so I mean That's that sad. It is and, and like I said And I think that, that that boils down to a lot of um How it's gonna How, how the gentrification is happening Because a lot of the inner city is, is, is Older population Because they got kicked out of one place And mm-hmm. shuffled somewhere else and then it's like it's like we were saying. I guess it is the long con, man. It's that was the game plan all along. So
6: that's why people suck.
2: Humanity right. is doomed. Yes,
1: sir.
2: That's sad. Well, yeah. All right. Well.
3: This is a sad show. Um, it
2: was. Yeah, sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Well. We're going
1: like to wrap that, it up. And, talk about and, uh, the truth? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. It is not always exactly. fun and games, even though we can laugh and joke with
2: it. That's right. You you want to know what's really messed up? Next week's not going to be much better because our poll is closed and not your sure American History won. So we're going to have two deep shows in a row. So That's we put the poll bad. out, and no parental balance was was hanging in there until today, mm-hmm. and then um, and then I guess people were like, hey, let's listen to these guys talk about some depressing stuff, um, mm-hmm. and I think we've decided that Not Your American History is too big of a topic to cover all at once, so we're going to have to break that down into chapters, guys, so it's going to be more of a series for us. Well, and it's
1: not too depressing with the Not Your American History. It's kind of funny, you know, how much stuff is... Some
2: of been... it is really funny, so... A lot of it Well, a lot of it's hilarious, so it may not be so bad.
3: All right.
1: So, well, same bat time, same bat channel next week. Um, Oh, yeah, and because we're awesome now, you can find us on Stitcher on Android or iPhone, and you can also find us in the... uh, Podcast, or the iTunes Store under We the People Eleven. For all you Apple people, um, feel free to download us, like us, subscribe us, listen to us. Um, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter. We got our pages. Oh yeah, and share us with your friends and family because that's important too. Um, we would love to hear you. And we would. And thank you for the caller that called in. We may not always agree, but at least we can disagree. In a uh, civil manner And that's always dope man Always dope So Mm -hmm. thanks everybody for listening Um, Thank you Mikey, Sheila, Plain, Jane Y'all are awesome as always Mm -hmm. Oh and of course Ramona Shanae for calling in And lending us your Ramona's rant Which um, I'm sure that we'll get to We'll we'll see a lot more of Um, And thanks to all who listen Live and you know Check us out again Thanks everybody, have a good night. Yay. Thank good night.
5: You. Good, night Doug. good
1: night. Night night. <laughs>